Welcome to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with Opera Holland Park's Director of Opera, James Clutton. In conversation with creatives and collaborators, we explore the process of putting opera on stage and how the artists involved approach their craft. Hello, welcome to From the Producer's Office. I'm James Clutton, Director of Opera at Opera Holland Park. On a slightly different direction today, I want to find out something that I don't know too much about, another area of the business that's struggling through this uh, period that we're all struggling through. Today as my guest, I've got Lynn Dawson, Head of School of Vocal Studies and Opera, and Charlotte Kennedy, a fourth year undergraduate soprano at the Royal Northern College of Music. Good morning, both. Good morning. The question everyone dreads, how are you? Charlotte, you go first. I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm actually in Manchester at the moment. Um, <laughs> but I've not been into the building in eight weeks now, but um, yeah, I'm good. Right, that's, it's a <laughs> long time, isn't it? It is very odd, yeah. And you, Lynn, how's it going? Well, I, I have not been into the building. Um, I've been in about uh, maybe 10 times at the most since in the last year. Right. Um, yeah. Because I, generally speaking, have very few um, individual students, but I do classes yeah. and you know, and all the assessments and everything. But we've pretty much been online. Of right. course, not just Janet in the total lockdowns, but in in the ones in the things which then followed on from that. Sure, sure, sure. So let's go right back to the beginning, um, um, Charlotte. When you were right back to the beginning, right back to the beginning of lockdown, lockdown one, the original. Um, you're at a conservatoire there, you do everything's going well. What, how does that start seeping through? Was it out of the blue or were you all looking at it and thinking, oh, this could, um, we could have to stop soon? I think like the rest of the country, it seems quite bizarre when we think now, but it did kind of come as a shock to us all. Yeah. And it's so strange when we think now and we just are predicting what's going to happen, but it did just come as a bit of a shock. Our term ended two weeks early. I think everyone kind of moved home en masse. Mm. And yeah, everything quickly reverted online. And it was a very quick, considering it was something we'd not experienced before, it was a very quick change to studying online. And I think we had to adapt very quickly. Yeah. Were you you, uh, in a rehearsals for a production at that time or scenes or anything? I was... um, I was working with Manchester Univers- University's Gilbert and Sullivan Society at the time. Um, mm. So my show got cut with them, but I know um, at the Royal Northern College of Music, they were doing Mansfield Park by Jonathan Dove. Which Lovely sadly, piece. Yeah, amazing, but sadly got canceled, um, which is just heartbreaking when yeah. you work so hard on something. And I think as musicians, we know, like we put absolutely everything into creating something and I think it's just this sense of oh it's just awful yeah it was (laughs) it was a thing that hit everyone obviously we as a country wasn't prepared as we should have been because it was uh, being talked about a bit but we thought it wasn't going to happen but um Lynn for you with with the the entire you know the the group of students all your colleagues and everything I mean everything every bit of planning that you've done obviously had to be changed and 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 I've heard from so many people that you and your colleagues reacted very very quickly to that so that must have been pretty hard work it was, um, we have a fantastic team at the Royal Northern, you know, the estates team who did, because one of the things that was most difficult to deal with, not during the lockdown necessarily, but when we kept, were allowed back into the building, was mm. that in, a, in advance of that, as, as in any higher education institutions or, 
or schools, you have to plan or do all the risk assessment. Yeah. So, so in the in the first lockdown, um, I would say the major challenge was that we had to equip ourselves very quickly with us mm-hmm. with um, an advance or a, the license form of Zoom, right. because you know, about as this was, and and it, and it has been very challenging. Obviously, had this happened ten years ago, we would just have had to close. Yeah, you know, yeah. we wouldn't have been able to do anything. And so it's been a learning curve for, for all of us. Clearly, the students are much quicker IT wise. Charlotte <laughs> smiling at me, but but um, we were all you know like trained in oh how do we do this? And then we we for the because we we had two weeks and then we had the um, uh, you know like a, a short break. Mm. We we were able to practice delivery of the classes and all that sort of yeah. thing. And um, for the singers, uh, it uh, you know it's n- it's not a skill that um, you may not need in the profession. Actually, you 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 may need all these skills. Yes. Yeah. N- not just now in um, you know pandemic times, mm. but also what one has in the past had to phone in the part. You know. Yeah. If you, if somebody's been ill and the orchestra records it, then you have to phone it in later. So you do have to get all those skills yep. of having listened to a pre-recorded. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very good point. Yeah. Lynn, talk about so, from your side, pers- first of all, from your side, the, the physical thing, not the not because the general thing of the of the conservatoire. That's a different thing. The physical thing of coaching a singer um, o- online. How is that? It's uh, it's it's a little bit more difficult if you have not known the singer before. So Charlotte, as a fourth year, I think maybe she and her teacher will already have established, you know, the kind of technical work that they do. Yeah. But but as with dancers, and, and and actually, I found it in the latest assessments that we do for techniques, you can't see the whole body. Uh-huh. And and it's really easy for us to perform now to a laptop instead of thinking of the whole spatial awareness thing of actually yeah. you're on stage so you you we, you can't unbody the sound which we 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 can't suddenly become music theatre singers yeah. and be used to having a mic yeah. So, yeah so so that's one of the things it's always be, being aware of the spe- of the space. Yeah. And for you and for you, uh, uh, you know, your position as well, Lynn, you know, obviously lots of people through a conservatoire at different levels of experience of uh, different uh, part of their trajectory and that that's difficult to get used to when you're not in the in the same room as them, I guess, as long. It is. And also, as you as I'm sure you know, that, you know, students often arrive at a music conservatory for singing and they don't have their instrument. They haven't got their instrument yet. Yeah. because they're they're very young so mm-hmm. so the first sort of four years certainly the first two years are well getting used to the community and actually buying a diary you know and having to cope with lots of things lots of different different um aspects and it's it, it's it's like elite sport but with the added music on top so yeah. They're asked to do lots of things at the same time, so it has to go slowly, slowly. So um, the the you know the group classes are very important because they all learn. I think you will learn from each other, don't you, Charlotte? So I'm observing yeah. a lot of the time. Definitely. Yeah. And Charlotte, for you with with that, because as uh, as Lynn said, you've been there. You know, it's your fourth year. That's a different thing. So you're used to it. But the the camaraderie of being in the space and and learning from other your, your contemporaries that must have been a big jump i think yeah there's a massive feeling amongst especially in my year i have the most wonderful year group and we're so supportive 
And it was so strange to go from listening to each other all the time, like seeing mm. each other blossom and mm. learning from each other. So many times you can see parts of yourself in other students. Yeah, very good. And then it's just completely different online. And you just don't have that same connection. We, we mm. actually managed to do quite a few things like as a year on Zoom, but even yeah. then it's just not the same. And I think being part of a community is so much a part of being a student but especially a music student it's having relationships with other singers with pianists mm. with instrumentalists it's having those chats and making those connections yeah kind of intrinsic to being a music student yeah absolutely and on a very very practical thing um practicing at home i guess all the time rather than <clears throat> rather than being in a practice room or, or, or at the college or whatever <laughs> how, how are your neighbours coping are they okay well the whole reason I actually moved back to Manchester was because in the first lockdown um it was just so challenging for me both my parents worked from home my brother was doing his university exams in the room next door and right. so I was finding it so difficult to find that time to practice and so I moved back here and thankfully no complaints so far <laughs> however we are it's in my flat so far it's two sopranos so right. I'm not sure how they're coping uh, but they seem to be um but it's definitely and it's hard to motivate yourself as well without mm. having that space because I'm practicing the same space I'm cooking in and yep. relaxing in and it's so hard to get into that motivated space of I'm gonna do this now and this at this time it's just yeah. a completely and it's the same as anything I suppose but well it, it is though but I think that we've done a couple of um live recordings where we've been you know socially distanced and, we're, and we've had tests you know I've called everyone for a test before we've gone to to film um but the the dynamic you know I've seen some of my team for the first time since Christmas last week uh, and that was just it's just a completely different dynamic and you're no, all, it's fabulous you get everybody else's energy don't you it's fabulous absolutely. Yeah. but also then we were all so exhausted at the end of the day you know because that energy had just gone bang you know you'd all been with, been with each other and then we were going do we, do we, do we go home now it's just, I'm so tired I've been we, out in we, the were, outside. Um, we were really lucky where you know you mentioned the building um James and we, we, we were very lucky at the Royal Northern because when we came out of that total lockdown the first one we were able to go back into the building. We were planning on you in front of a singer had to be six meters because of the aerosol and three yeah. meters side to side. Yeah. But but our school, well, our school, you know, our department, we call them schools in conservatories usually, we um, we were given the exclusive use of the opera theatre. Oh, and, and um, you know, I don't, I can't tell you the exact dimensions, but our stage is, is large very large nearly as big yep. as the Colosseum, the international opera right state. lovely yeah the house isn't but and that meant that um even when um it came to the autumn term we were able to do the cunning little vixen um without an audience but yep. um because we had uh, we were able to um rehearse it and each singer had to be three six meters from each other it was a re really fascinating exercise for the team and the, yeah. and the director and directing team yeah and they they enjoyed it but but we because of that we were able to do all the performance classes and all the song classes so everything which had been planned in the in the diary the academic right. year we delivered in the that's building amazing. and that's, the one-to-one -one teaching really and was there any doubt about that in the hierarchy of the college that that, that wasn't that was the right thing to do was it or everyone was completely behind that 
Oh no, it came from the top. I mean, yeah. they're 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 most they're, we um, everyone has the same goal, and that was to make everybody safe, but but also to be able to to um, engage the community as much as we could. But not one person, staff or student, was allowed, so to speak, mm. into the building without being tagged on the room booking system to an activity. So right. it was you know 930 students. Every student has a bespoke course. Wow. So, so, yeah, wow, so, that, that's a lot, so uh, the team was just, I mean, amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's impossible to, to say just how hard everyone in the arts and, and the hospitality industry actually have been working to try and get to a level playing field because yeah. I know a lot of people in hospitality, my wife writes about food for a living and, you know, they're very similar areas because they're sort of things that people go to to enjoy the rest of the population go to to enjoy but they don't always understand the amount of work that needs to go into a making it safe before you even make it good you know it just needs to be safe the amount of safeguards that people were putting in in our two industries were just incredible mm. uh, for it to go to lockdown again quite quite quickly and and i think that I think we have learned a lot about safety and i think that this summer for us is going to still be important about keeping everyone Safety is a priority all the way through. Everything else can come after that. Yeah. And did you also see that um, this year? I can't remember who did the the um, test, but more than six hundred ninety thousand people were tested for flu, and there was not one one positive. Not one person had flu. So there's been no you know normal influenza outbreak because we are doing the well, trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's I think it's important for people to know that aren't involved just how much you know conservatories are doing all this work. You've got this group of young artists in there that are just straining at the uh, to get out into the world, and 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 this is obviously like all university students, but because the voice is developing in a different way to just your if you're doing an academic uh, only subject, um, it must have really be awkward to work out your immediate future. Um, Charlotte, you know, that's a, that's a very difficult call, isn't it, where you are right now? Um, I actually, bizarrely, had a call with my old teacher from high school, my head of music, yesterday. Um, and I was just saying, it's so bizarre because I don't have a plan and I've always had a plan for every step of my life. And it's just so weird not knowing what you're doing. Um, yeah. But it's exciting at the same time. But I think, yeah, it's quite scary. For me, I'm taking a year out next year. I think it just seems quite scary to go on to that next step and you're yeah. not sure where things are going to be. And I think that's the case for a lot of students kind of taking yeah. that time. There still there are a lot of people going on to do things, but I think people I think are quite tentative. all that, Charlotte, though, generally, uh, I was talking uh, to my nephews at the university who's looking at a similar thing uh, because I think that the next year is going to be so muddled in so many different ways and, and changes of plans and everything in a way to try and keep away from that is quite nice. I mean, I wish I could, to be honest. I wish I could <laughs> take a year off. Um, but I think that, that I think it's a good, sensible plan. But I do think that the, and I don't think you're going to miss too much in some ways because um, the long-term planning that we've all worked on for so many years as the traditional plan has sort of gone for, for the time being. That is just... You know, people say about five-year plan. You'd be lucky if we've got five-month plan sometimes. Um, and I think that so the ability to move and be available and to be flexible at different times is going to be the big thing for the next 
short period and being able to be able to be ready for that. Um, it Linda, has involved some students. Sorry, Jane. Sorry. No, sorry. Come just, on. Well, it's just it has involved some students in. Well, as Charlotte's doing, taking a year out, but um, in uh, staying a, another year. Actually, some of them yeah. are staying for a, like a postgraduate diploma who might not have done, um, yeah. or they um, are, are. And funnily enough, what because I know that you mentioned about recruitment, whether it's um, yeah. having any effect on on students coming. Yeah. From the point of view of singers, it it, it isn't at the moment. Right. Um, but that that's a whole other subject. But uh, we we were awarded the Royal Northern because we're very conscious. And actually, this is not something that's just happened this year. We're very conscious of wanting to um, give the students skills in lo lots of transferable skills. Mm. So we were awarded, just for example, for the for, for by the Office for Students and Research England, nearly a million pounds for two years from. Uh, September 2020 to, for a project that looks at entrepreneurship training and, and for the mm. creative industry students. So yeah. what one of our members of staff is leading the project and, and the other partners are the Royal Central School, you know, Speech and Drama and mm. the University of the Arts, London. Yeah. And, and this is to embed into the curriculum skills, which um, we, they're, you know, new, new in curriculum and extracurricular content for students to support these skills and their events during the two years for the students to together, get together, but also working with industry partners and placements. Well, we've sort of all always done that because in the yeah. Northwest, we have some yeah. fantastic partnerships yeah, yeah. And, and not not just with the orchestras, not, you know, we have a fabulous one with Opera North, for example, but it, it is music. Yeah. One of the great companies. Oh yeah, oh, fantastic. And we have a chorus mentorship scheme, for example, and mm. this year, four members of their chorus who usually mentor eight of our students, mm. you know, they're doing it, all doing it for nothing. And it, it's because for our, our, our students, we feel it's really important to understand, on, on, to do ensemble skills, to have ensemble mm. skills. You know, we do consort singing and yeah. um, we, we, um, and encourage them to look at very seriously at choruses. This is the most fantastic training. As, yeah, yeah. And some people want to do that for their whole lives. It's just a fabulous career. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. And Opera North have got such a fabulous chorus themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, because it includes their young artists often as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's great. But you touched on it there earlier. Now, it is an intriguing thing for me. So the, the, the two ends of the... Uh, of the, of the time period, the recruitment and the leaving. So you think that some people are going to stay for an extra year and some people are going to leave when they should be leaving. So when should you graduate, um, Charlotte? Should that be coming up with this summer? Um, yes. So I finish in July and then right. we graduate with a ceremony in December. So hopefully that will actually happen. Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so that's that end of it and at the, and at the incoming end so a, a student so you said it hasn't really affected it yet but a student's asking more questions or, or, or prospective students asking more questions about what it's going to involve how it's going to be done or is it just carrying on as normal at the moment do you mean about how how the how their training is going to be done yeah if they if they if they sign up to come in or you you, you know they you, know, you, you mm -hmm. offer them a place and they come in are they asking what how it takes place that training yeah they are actually in the open days they're saying what what how are you doing this online um, so, so we are because we have we have had quite a few students who've not been who have been completely online. So even when the building was open, they weren't able to attend classes if they had decided to stay in their 
home countries you know for example right. we, we've got students from over 60 countries wow. countries including europe i don't mean just international mm. um, and some of them have either not been able to arrive you, you know there weren't flights uh, or they weren't allowed to arrive or they'd have to come into two weeks of quarantine and they weren't sure when they got here whether mm. they'd be able to come into you know everything was such a cha fast changing landscape yeah so out of those 930 students to be the last academic year there were about 120 of them stayed online the whole time wow. and um so we also that was another learning curve is learning to record all our classes yeah um yeah. online classes are really easy to record you, you you know you just press the button and then you send it to them later <laughs> but for example in china they they are not a, a allowed to listen to youtube Wow. So, so we've had to put this all, it's all got to be, then we had to equip some of our rooms with Zoomable systems so that mm -hmm. it was possible to put them onto our um, intranet. And then it was uh, fine because it was part of their training. Well, I wouldn't have thought that. that is a, that's very interesting. <laughs> that is tough, eh? That is really tough. I mean, yeah. I mean, and of course, some of them are at a completely different time of day. You know, so two o'clock in the afternoon, is it 10 o'clock in, in Australia? You know, we've had quite a few Australians, three or four Australians who stayed online for a term. No, that's that's mad. You know, I think it's just it just shows the resilience of, of I've been talking a lot this uh, last year about the resilience of artists and artist institutions and that it's so easy for the general outlook about arts uh, to be very sort of laid back. It's the thing that people you know relax on and rather than the sheer determination the work ethic that goes around artists and, and education uh, uh, places to 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 instill that discipline you know, all the basic things that we all take for granted like the absolutely stopping a session a rehearsal session at the right time having the breaks at the right time all those things if, if a normal business um not in the arts was working like that they'd all be amazed that they were working to such you know exact timings on breaks and a few years ago, one of our corporate sponsors, um, they put some of our, we had a walk-on chorus that, you know, not singing. Um, they had a walk-on chorus that some of them joined as part of their uh, thing with us. Um, they couldn't believe how strict we were with them coming on time. And you know, <laughs> we start at 10.30, you know, that's not 10.31. And so I think that it's, it, it's just great to see how resilient people are in the arts and for other people to be seeing it, because obviously we all probably believe that <clears throat> it's been a bit ignored this past year in the country, you know, with particularly with the freelancers have slipped through the net and, but even their resilience as freelance artists have been incredible with just the imagination of what they've done, not only as artists, but to find mother work for, to bring in any money. Um, mm. I think it's been a remarkable year for the arts. Obviously it's been a terrible year, but I think that most people in it have shown a different side of themselves. It's a pretty lovely side to see. Actually. Oh yeah, yeah, t tough and but, but also, I I mean I've been I just think our students are fabulous at, at any time, but they've they've been so positive, mm. haven't they, Charlotte? Everyone, it's such the you know sort of our our school motto is a first night card that I've got in my office. It was it's a first night card that Noel Coward sent to Joan Sutherland, and it just says um, just get out there and sing and don't muck about. <laughs> you know, and and um, of course we know what get out there and sing involves, but but you know it's a it's a great it's a great community, we, we, and um, 
I think it will have been more difficult for students or actually members of staff who, who are new. That's hard because how do you get to know somebody online? It's not yeah. the same. Yeah. And also young artists who've maybe been left um, conservatory, I don't know, four or five years and they're doing well and they're getting on or maybe a bit further in, you know, married, new house, maybe have small children. What do they do? You know, that I think that's been, must have been very, very tough, very yeah, tough. Yeah. Between between all the students, Charlotte, has there been a good um, uh, camaraderie in, in this period for, for being online? I think so. I think from my point of view, that first lockdown, I did find it hard to start with talking about resilience. I think I probably wasn't very resilient to begin with. I think I thought, woe is me. This is awful. I'm doing a practical course and not doing anything. But I soon kind of came out of that and everyone was making music in these new ways. And there was this real sense of like, we're not going to let anything stop us. Yeah. It's just like, it's quite beautiful, really. And you yeah. look at all those things from like people singing when during the NHS clap, I sang on my road actually during the NHS clap. And it was the most, maybe the best performance I've ever done <laughs> because the energy of that is just so amazing because people are just so deprived of music. Yeah. And you just, the it's like the one thing that kind of carried on during that time, yeah. even though it was at home, was music and the arts. Yeah. And yeah. I think amongst students, especially just, just you've just got to carry on. You, yeah. you can't just give up. You just got to keep going and adapt. I think it's very well put. I mean, I think the thing for me with, with you know, because I work with a lot of artists, obviously, is the, 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 double, the double hit was because um, it's a vocation being a singer. Absolutely. But it's also your job. It's not just one thing or the other. It's both. So that I was talking to a lot of singers, particularly in the first lockdown, that they were struggling with that as a mental thing because there wasn't that their career and their work had gone, but also that they do that because they also love that thing as well. And that was a difficult thing. Most people lost one of those at the time, but losing them both at that time was, I think, was really difficult for people. And um, and, and I think it's good to acknowledge it. And I think it's good to talk about it and be open about it because I think that it's, it's, it's much easier just to keep quiet about it and not deal with it. And it's, and it's much more important that you do. And then this is, now, this is not how I'm feeling at the moment. I've said this story many times that the, the group of us that run opera companies in the country have quite a decent support group talking to each other, but because uh, you can always find someone who's not having a bad day, you know, that can cheer you up. But there was one day in December where about three of us spoke to each other and all of us were saying, not me today. I can't, I can't lift you today. I'm on the floor. Um, but at least that sort of got a laugh from everyone saying, no, no, I can't. I can't. I'm not the lifter today. I, I'm, I'm, as, I'm as bad as you are. And, and so even by saying that, it sort of made it a bit easier that you saw some of your peers. You don't want your peers to be having a bad time. But seeing that they were having a very bad time as well made you feel not so lonely about it. You know? I think it's yeah. important to acknowledge acknowledge that it's not this is not normal and yeah. that it's not okay to feel a hundred percent driven I think that was hard as well all over like social media everyone doing like amazing things I'm not going to let this stop me and when you're not in that headspace yeah. it's you feel maybe I think I felt guilty I thought why do I feel like this but we're you've been everything's been taken away from you so of course you're going to feel like that we're humans we thrive on human yeah. interaction yeah. I think you just have to say, yeah, it's tough, but brighter days are coming. Kind It'll of be okay. Well, yeah. yeah. It, it was also winter doesn't help. No. <laughs> Down to its face. 
basic yeah dark nights long dark yeah well i think you're absolutely right lynn i mean even last uh, with uh, what we now we're on a tuesday um you know the end of last week it was sunny and bright and everyone you could see everyone just a had a little bit more optimism and you know, okay okay mm-hmm. we can we can do this i mean uh, it was um it, it it has what's been challenging i think for um the staff and the students has has been the planning and then the replanning and then the replanning of the replanning yeah. but, but because you know sometimes you get to tuesday night and you think oh is it friday <laughs> let's i hope it's the weekend already because <laughs> it feels like a whole week's happened in two days um so so that that's it's it's the changing goalposts that make it, it make it tricky as well it is in that first lockdown i was talking a lot about i i was calling it um uh, writing on water as soon as i'd finished the plan uh, as soon as i'd drawn the plan it had changed shape immediately and uh, and and so that was getting into my <clears throat> mental state should i not do anything for a while because um you know it's going to change anyway but i yeah. think what we've got to at the moment is we've just got to uh um well in fact i've got a 20 because it's i know it's 26 because it's a to z i've got a 26 point plan to uh, of things we could do this summer of going down from the normal season to this to this to this and I think okay they've all been modeled we could do any of them you know it gets increasingly worse as it goes down obviously but it's something we could do and rather than just um keep trying to make it up because at the, you know we've had a lot of time on it none of us are going to get caught like last year you know, yeah yeah that. so there we've got we can we can move to get to a a, a situation even if it's not the situation you'd like to be in and I think that we're much more equipped for that now um, Are you doing the same number of productions this year, James? Yeah, same number of productions, uh, increased performances because we've had to reduce capacity, you know, drastically. We've remodeled yeah. our theatres, so we've only got forty percent in our theatre. Um, so we're doing some more performances, um, and it, it may change with the numbers as it goes. But I'm probably of the mind that I'm going to keep to the numbers anyway, just to rather than go for a quick bit of extra income to try and just keep it safe for the year we've we've made our plan let's it's a good plan it's an it's a reimagined theater it's a good plan let's keep to it and just keep everyone safe and hopefully investing in us more for the future thinking that we kept to what we said uh, we might have a few more tickets in but we're certainly not even if the dates go on the 21st of june and people say you can have full capacity. I just, I can't in a million years imagine. No, just, no. Let's get everyone. And what about the orchestra? Are you doing reduced orchestra yeah. or? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I think in the main for social distancing purposes, you know, and, the, and, and, and increasing as people, you know, learn more, you know, it's, it's as much backstage as on, on stage. You know, we just can't have as many people backstage as we would, as we would like, you know, we've got a temporary theater. So, you know, so I think that, I think so many lessons have been learned, but I just wanted to say to Charlotte, something that she said before, I think that when I meant the resilience as well, I did mean that the ability not to have to do something and, and acknowledge yourself. And I think that built up a, a, a power and inner strength that will see you all good and well in the future because it was that thing of of acknowledging when you wasn't in the right place i didn't think everyone should be putting out stuff immediately in fact my social media team were going mad saying let's put out more stuff and i said i don't want to put out this stuff everyone's flooding the market let's leave it for a moment and and we'll wait and we and we did that but i think resiliency comes in different shapes and forms and i mm. think you know as you know any of your coaches and teachers will tell you that it's a long career if you play it well and so there's no need to rush on that and that resilience just builds up and I think it's you know good will come of it because you'll be in a better place mentally as you move on I'm sure that resilience 
filters through every aspect of your life, doesn't it? And will stay with you every time you face something more difficult. Yeah, I really do. I really do believe that. But also, Charlotte, I mean that on even on a practical basis. I mean that, you know, there's a friend of mine, Radula Gaitani, who directs for us, who's directing a, uh, an opera in Bergen at the moment, although she's in London doing the entire rehearsal period uh, process on Zoom, uh, the entire thing. Everyone's out there in Norway and she's at home. And you think, yeah, yeah you've go, we'd have said it's absolutely impossible. But now you know it's, it can be done. It's not how you choose to do it. But now you know it can be done. I think that builds us all up as well. Okay, we can become even more adaptable as we go through you know what needs to be done and i think it's it's certainly hasn't been good because it's decimated so much of our industry but people involved in it because it is a people business it is a people industry they've all they've all learned something we've all learned something and i think that we just need to bring that back to the table now when we when we start moving on again but that seems a good place to finish you two have just been amazing i think lynn you know the rural northern has always been uh a great supplier of artists at Oppon Park. We're always thankful to you and all your colleagues, but it seems like really this year you've excelled yourselves as well, because it just seems to be such a you know cohesive plan and just really moved it on. So congratulations to you. And, uh, and Charlotte, I'll see you in auditions when we can. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> there you see, Charlotte. You, we never know who's in the audience, do we? Well, you never, that's a very good point. <laughs> But, um, but listen, lovely to speak to you both, uh, Lynn and Sean. Thank you so much for joining Thanks me. Thanks for asking us. Thank, thank you. you. You have been listening to From the Producer's Office, a series of informal podcasts with James Clutton. For more information on Opera Holland Park, please visit www.operahollandpark.com.